Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to Grand Final Week on the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We've got the Gurus picking the Melbourne Storm, taking on the 17 in a row, the high-flying Penrith Panthers. It's going to be a massive week on the podcast. This is the only podcast you need this week. We are going to have content falling out of our ass. Stay tuned. It's going to be a massive one. Let's kick it off. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. I'm lucky enough to have Natty joining me again this afternoon. We're going to go through and review the two preliminary final games on the weekend. Obviously, the Melbourne Storm defeating the Canberra Raiders on Friday night. And, of course, the Penny Panthers taking down South Sydney on Saturday night. Two cracking games. We're going to give our opinions now. Stay tuned tomorrow morning. We're going to have our full preview of the NRL Grand Final, revealing all of our predictions for the big game. Let's kick it off. Daddy, welcome back. How are we, mate? G'day, Guru. What's going on, champion? Not too much, mate. Fuck. It's a decent week to be a footy fan, isn't it? Huge. The build-up's been crazy, hasn't it? Um, I'm just listening to that many podcasts, betting podcasts. I've been on the computer all day trying to get as many statistics into my brain as possible so I can come up with a same-game multi that'll get me some cash this weekend. It's going to be good. What sort of stats do you get from Pornhub? Um, yeah, look, heaps, heaps, heaps of penetration, um, pullouts. It's good. It's good. Love a sneaky pullout. Yeah, mate, I, I, I don't think you've been doing enough just quietly. Yeah, 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 I know, mate. I know. I, I need to, um, I need to pick it up. These are rookie numbers. <laughs> rookie numbers. Mate, um, prelim finals on the weekend, two cracking games. We'll start with the Melbourne Storm. I mean, fuck, it, <laughs> it was over in the first 10 or 15, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly, mate. It's the Raiders... Uh, look, they came out a little bit sluggish, but like you said, in the first 10 minutes, what they scored three tries to Storm. They were completing close to 100% um, and almost had 100% of the ball, to be honest. So it's pretty hard to defend that sort of football. It's almost perfect, if you will. And they just didn't recover from that, and it was all over. Mate, I, I think they led 16-0. It was definitely three tries to nil after 10 minutes, and... You're right, Canberra, they were a little bit sluggish, but fuck, they weren't terrible in my opinion. No, it's it all comes down to how Storm started that game. It was, like I said, perfect football. 
um, they were just raring to go and red hot and yeah, it was it was fucking impressive. And if they start this grand final like that, shit, look out. Mate, the, the most impressive thing for me was that Cameron Smith and Cameron Munster, they just sat in first gear. I mean, they knew that um, that the halfback, Jerome Hughes, had the hot hands. So they just moved the ball around, just let him do his thing, which is a scary thought that, you know, you got the best player of all time. you got Cameron Munster, you know, one of the best players in the game, and they were able just to let their fullback playing halfback just do his thing. It's incredible. Yeah, there's a couple of players on the Storm team that are 100% uh, confidence players, and Hughes is one of them. And the start the Storm had just played perfectly into his hands. He was full of confidence, and um, he just wanted the ball every set. So, yeah, mate, he had a a fantastic game. Actually, they all did. It was was Storm um, all over the Raiders in this one. And as we said, mate, like they're, coming, they're not coming up against you know a bunch of schmucks. Like this Raiders team, they're, they're one of the most resilient footy sides I think I've ever seen. Obviously, coming off the back of uh, of the Roosters game last week, you know, uh, you know, I, I, I had Brett White on the podcast and he played it down. That game didn't take much out of the tank, but fuck, that would have been so emotionally draining and physically draining, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, big time. It's it's really hard to back up from. And we talked about it in the podcast last week that, you know, this game was going to be won in the middle third of the field. And the Storm really did win that battle in the first half. The Raiders in the second half came out really strong, especially with that kickoff and driving Dal Finucane back into the in goal. That was amazing. But it was just too little too late at that point. Wasn't that moment just... that? That's just finals footy down to a T, isn't it? Exactly. And... That they were sky high after that. They just couldn't convert that into points, and I guess that's the difference between, you know, teams like the Raiders um, and the players they have, and teams like the Storm with the, the sort of uh, experience and level-headedness that the the Storm players have. You know, they can convert those situations into points. You know, nine times out of ten. Mate, the guy that I do want to talk about, Branko Lee, you know, one of our favourites defensively. That's the best game I've ever seen him play. It's just so typical of Craig Bellamy that on the big stage, he gets a guy that has had trouble defending for a decade now, you know, playing his absolute best footy. Incredible. That's their weak spot, isn't it, Storm, on that that right edge defence with Branko Lee and Vunivalu. And it sort of has been... The right edge for the Storm has been their weak point for the last sort of couple of years. And, yeah, it was good to see Branko Lee sort of shore up that that side of the field because you can bet your ass this weekend that right edge is going to have their hands full up against that left edge attack of the Panthers. Mate, we've been talking about him all year. We both love him. Brandon Smith, the cheese, he was incredible the other night. You know, there was a bit of a worry with a facial injury. He's been clear, cleared. I mean, I don't know if there's ever been a player that sits on a bench that's been more important to a grand final. If he would have been out, this would have been absolute chaos for Melbourne. Exactly. Uh, Mate, we said it last weekend. uh, He is walking, fucking talking momentum swing. As soon as he comes on, if the storm are flat, if, um, you know, they've been up against it in defense or whatever it may be, if they need a lift, they're going to get it from the block of cheese. He comes on, he hits everything that moves. The the style of running that he has, you know, he's thrashing about the, it's just perfect how they can use him in the game just to lift the boys and, uh, and get him back into the contest. What about the Canberra Raiders, mate? I mean, the team's going to look very different next year. Of course, John Bateman's left the building. They had to farewell Nick Kotrick as well. Like, I think they're going to be two massive loss. Like, like, like John Bateman, he speaks for himself. I think not. Uh, Nick Kotrick is going to be a massive loss for them on the wing as well. 
Yeah, look, John Bateman, obviously, um, but I've got massive wraps on Nick Kotrick, and I still think the best his best football is ahead of him. Uh, and to let him go is is just crazy. Obviously, um, he's getting some big money elsewhere, but yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be a big gap to fill there, Nick Kotrick on the wing. Uh, I, I like the back rolls that they've sort of got coming through the Raiders. Now Hudson Young has just come leaps and strides in the last sort of six to seven games of the season. And then you've got, obviously, CHN there on the bench. So they've got plenty of depth in the back row, but that spot on the wing, that's going to be hard to fill. Mate, the other guy in the back row that, for me, over the last two months, he's just matured unbelievably. He's been tapping a... He's just gone to a new level. And, I mean, they're going to bring Josh Hodgson back into this side as well. So it's going to be interesting to see how that works. I mean... Fuck, it's, it's hard to take that nine jersey off Tom Starling, but if you've got a guy like Hodgson in the squad, it's you can't leave him out. How, how do you see it all working? Crazy, isn't it? Um, and we've talked about um, Starling on this podcast a fair bit in the back end of the season. He is going to be a top-notch nine in the NRL. And look, Hodge, it, the number nine for Raiders is Hodgson. It's, it's, it's as simple as that. Whether, you know... Starling's happy to play that sort of 10 minutes at the back end of both halves or something like that. But I wouldn't be surprised if there's teams out there that are knocking down Starling's door and just, you know, throwing a bit of money at him and seeing if they can get him. Because he he's going to be an 80-minute hooker. He's in the same mould as Damien Cook. You know, he's quick out of dummy half, gets through plenty of defensive work. Um, I could, he's got a big future. Andy, I'm going to throw a hypothetical at you, and I'm going to – Touch wood 100%. But let's say George Williams. Let's say in the preseason he goes down with a season-ending injury. Would you consider playing Hodgson at seven and letting Starling play nine then? Oh, 100%. Um, I think Josh could handle it on his ear, to be honest. Um, I mean, you know, you'd have to see a little bit from him. And obviously the coaching staff there at the Raiders would know more than us. But the way that he can control a game from dummy half... I think that can translate really well into the halves. Um, he's got a great kicking game um, out of the ruck there. So my opinion is that, yeah, he could handle it easily. Um, and then you obviously can use Starling there at nine, and that's that's a perfect combination there. Mate, I, uh, I love Ricky Stewart as a coach, but I do think he's been a bit stubborn with one thing this year, and I think it did cost him in the end. Jordan Rapana, for me, he's just not a centre. What are your thoughts? Mate, we said it last week. We said that's going to be the weak spot. Uh, he's a terrible defender on the wing, and that's his fucking position. You put him at center, he looked lost. Um, we picked it like a dirty nose. Um, he let it was missing tackles everywhere. He let, he let in a couple of line breaks there. We said that Olam was a special on that left edge, uh, running straight at um, at Rapaya there. And yeah, fuck, it's it's. Not sure what the the thinking was there with putting Rapana at the center and having him um, on that edge with that young, um, what's his name, Bellamy on the wing. Yeah, it was just a recipe of a disaster in defense for the Raiders. Mate, like we've already spoken about this Canberra pack, and I mean you've still got Emre Gula to come in, you've still got Big Red to come back. Like, God, it's going to be one hell. They're, they're, they're literally going to have first grade forwards that can't even get a look in here. Yeah, even with the loss of Bateman. They will have one of the best packs. Fucking Ryan game. James is coming down there too. Yeah, fantastic, mate. It is going to be, dare I say, the best pack in NRL in 2021. Uh, just, you know, size, power, and then skill to boot. You know, you've got players like Tarpanay that can do anything with the ball. 
um, on top of, you know, running it up and getting through a lot of hit-ups. So, yeah, mate, they are going to be hard to stop up the guts. Mate, what about the uh, the clusterfuck that was the Dally M medal? I mean, I, I thought Nathan Cleary was an absolute shoe-in, and I'm not going to bag Jack White and forgetting it because I think he's that sort of calibre of player, but I definitely think that Nathan Cleary had the better season this year. I think the Dalams are a fucking joke to begin with, mate. I just uh, – there's some things – and it hasn't been just this year. It's year after year that I look at some of these awards and go, what the fuck are they thinking? It doesn't make sense to me. Of course, Nathan Cleary deserved to get the award, and that's no knock on Jack White, and he's a fantastic player. But I just think some of these later games in the season where he was scoring, scoring two tries or, or you know, bagging a hat-trick or whatever it is – that's really not an indication of how he's played the entire season. Uh, Nathan Cleary has had a consistent, superb uh, 2020 in the NRL, and that's how it should be fucking voted on. Mate, it's scary to think, though, the amount of confidence Jack Whiten came into this season with after winning the Clive Churchill. Now he's won the Dally M. He could be absolutely anything next year. He's Look, I, I love him as a player. His consistency just isn't there for me. He goes missing... Um, a fair bit and like it. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals. You can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role in a given month. Over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Takes, when his confidence is down, it takes a lot for him to inject himself back into the contest. Um, and I feel like George Williams has been a great addition to the Rays, obviously, because he does the injection there for, for uh, Jack White and gets him involved in the game when he's sort of on the back foot. So... Don't get me wrong, he can he can break a game wide open and he's got all the skill, strength, power uh, in the world, but I just I just can't handle his consistency. It's just not there for me. Mate, two years ago, I would have been the first bloke to tell you that him at 5'8 will not work. Egg all over my face. I'm you know, I'm starting to think Jack White, and he's one of the he's one of the last guys in the NRL I'd want to mark one on one. He's just he's just developed everything in his game. It's incredible what he's done. Ricky Stewart, mate, he must have the biggest fucking heart on down there, big time. And like I keep bringing George Williams up, but that it's been a perfect addition um, to the Raiders. You've got a bloke that can run the side. And that just frees Jack Whiten to do what he does best, and that's just run the ball and be a danger, tucking it under his wing. And that's what that's what he's been doing the last few few rounds of the season is just running hard straight lines off George Williams' hip and scoring tries. Mate, let's move to the second game. Obviously, Saturday night, the Penrith Panthers defeated the South Sydney Rabbos twenty to sixteen. And I don't know about you, but. Penrith, for me, they were far from impressive. And I thought South Sydney, the amount of errors they made, and Penrith, they just didn't make them pay for it. And it's an it's a moral sin in finals to not make teams pay for their mistakes. You saw the Canberra Raiders the night before. Whenever they made a start, mistake, you know, Melbourne, they completed that set. They built pressure. Penrith, they simply didn't do that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, mistakes are plenty, wasn't it, in this game? It really wasn't a great game to watch. Um both teams were just leaning pretty heavily on their attack, but it just wasn't clicking for either team. Uh, look, 
for the Panthers, it's a good kick up the ass here because they got away with this game. Um, they scraped home, and the the conversation in the shed would have been fuck. You know, your pricks are lucky to get away with that one. Um, you need to lift. You need to be better. Otherwise, you will get flogged up against the storm. So. For the Panthers, I think that's a good kick up the arse, and I think they'll be better for it. But yeah, you're right. They um yeah, they were flat. What was your thoughts on the uh Tyrone May switch with Brent Naden before the game? Loved it. I love it. Um not a huge fan of Naden, another player that can go missing in games. Obviously, he's he's an a strike uh, attacking player, great in the air. Um he's got a nice little ball that he can put on for Toa as well, but I just think the the attacking flair that May offers uh, in the centres there is a great addition. You know, Cleary can give May early ball and let him do uh, what he does best over there on the right edge, which is you know, ball play. But also he's fantastic in defence, so I really liked it, and I, I I wouldn't be surprised if they they pull that move again. May, what about their hooker Bikurasau? He played sixty five minutes. He made forty eight tackles. Yeah, his work in the middle is just superb, isn't it? And uh, look, it's, he did look a bit injured there at, at one point, but, uh, mate, he's a tough bugger. He'll be fine. But for Panthers to win, he needs to ha- put in another one of those performances 100%. Mate, it does make you wonder. Obviously, he got injured in that game. It makes me wonder if it was something that he had coming into the game. Obviously, they picked Mitch Kenny on the bench, which I thought was a little bit unusual up against this South Sydney side. Yeah, yeah, look, I think everyone's got something going on at this point of the season. Everyone, I mean, 80% of players will be getting needed up before the before this game. So, um, and the way that he plays, he's a small body, you know, he's not a big bloke, but, you know, he tackles everything that moves. Um, and that just opens him up to, to you know, car- carrying some injuries and getting niggly little things throughout the season. So, He'll be fine. He'll have he'll have, he'll be juiced up to the eyeballs with with painkillers. So, um, mate, he'll be fine. Mate, the the guy that really stood up in the big moment was Isaiah Yo. He's a guy that's flown under the. I said earlier in the week, he's a guy that's flown under the radar essentially for everyone except for Penrith fans and probably Supercoach fans that understand the value he brings and how much work he does. For him to have that moment the other night, it was sensational, wasn't it? Yeah, straight up the guts, wasn't it? It was it was fan, a fantastic run by Yo. And everyone was worried at the start of the season. Obviously, he's got that concussion um, scare. He's had a lot of concussions throughout his career, and you know, one or two more big ones, and you know, that could be, that could be early doors for the big fella. But mate, I love everything about him. He gets through a mountain of work, but he's also got a lot of skill, and he's a big boy too. So, the work he does in the middle, um, along with James Fisher Harris, really sets the platform for the Panthers and. And um, expect him to have another massive game up against the Storm. Mate, I was just having a look earlier at the uh, average play the ball speed for each player for Penrith. And the second fastest was 2.9 seconds coming from Jerome Luai. You know who the fastest average play the ball was? Talk to me. James Tamo, 2.20. Incredible. Knees and elbows, mate. He's, he's, he's a throwback prop. He's been in the game a long time. Got a lot of experience. And he knows that's what he's got to do for his team. He's got to get that 10 metres, hit his knees and elbows, get up and play the ball so they can play some, you know, on the front foot sort of football off his um, his hit-ups. Perfect, Ma- mate. Mate, we've so- both sort of been riding off South Sydney for a couple of weeks. I know myself especially. I've been calling them pretenders for two months. And I-, I-, I will cop it on the chin. I undervalued how resilient this side is. To go the long way they have missing 
all the guys they are. I mean, imagine going into a you know a, a prelim. If I told you at the start of the year that South Sydney would go into the prelim final with Bailey Sirenen and Jaden Sewer on their edge, unbelievable. Yeah, it just goes to show you how how great this system is. The coaching staff, obviously, you've got Wayne Bennett. You know, the team's got really really superb depth all around the park, and uh, you can tell that all the players have bought in. Um, to this South Sydney Rabbitohs team and, and, you know, guys that are getting their shot through some injuries and, and, and shit like that, you know, they're really stepping up to the plate and, yeah, it's hats off to this team. They did really well. Mate, you have a look at that bench. Mark Nichols, Jed Cartwright, Coolum and Tungy and Harm Sele. Mate, I, I could have guessed that was a, you know, a reserve grade bench at the start of the season. Unbelievable. Yeah, mate, you you, you throw those names at me round one and I, I, I'm going, who the fuck are they? So... Yeah, like I said, just um, just a fantastic effort, and and Wayne Bennett had this team peaking right at the right time of the year. Just obviously um, coming up against a red hot Panthers side, um, they went really close. So you know, they, you can count that as a really successful season for the Rabbitohs. Mate, obviously, I think the Rabbitohs. I think they've made the prelim final. I think it's seven out of the last ten years. They've only won it once. I mean, it's incredible to get there, but fuck, it must be frustrating for the boys in Redfern. They just got to stay healthy, man. Like they've got the troops, uh, you know, the system in place is working. Um, like I said, they've all bought into it. If they stay healthy, and you know, these boys can stay on the park, well, look out next year. They'll they'll be in it. I uh, I had some mail on my page about three months ago that Tane Milne was going to sign with the Rabbitohs, and they finally announced it today that he has signed. He's one for Supercoaches to keep an eye on. If he can break into this side somewhere, he's a base stat monster at centre wing. Yeah, mate. Carries around tackle breaks and a big sack over his shoulder. Um, yeah, he's he's in the mold of those Toos and um, and Mansours and stuff like that. You know, like loves a hit up, loves a tackle break, and like you said, just fucking base bat, base stats. Mate, obviously in this game we had Api Kurosawa and we had Damian Cook going head to head. Do you think Damian Cook is a lock to take the hooker position for the Blues? You'd think so, mate. Um, obviously incumbency and then his his form has been really good sort of in this back end of the season especially in the finals so I think he grabs it for sure Api Kurosawa if he wins the Clive Churchill medal on Sunday what happens then I, I think he's not far away from knocking Cook out of this side to be honest with you look I just think I just think Freddie's got a lot of time for Cook and it, it would take I, I can't say it this year. I, I, I really can't. I think it's Damian Cook's um, to lose. And I, I don't think he's shown us anything this year that you can say, look, he's not good enough to play nine for New South Wales. He's been playing behind a pack that sort of struggled early on. And as soon as that pack started making some good metres up the, up the guts and getting him quick play the balls in some space, he started playing his best football again. So... Yeah, I, I don't think he loses it, but I, I get where you're coming from. Api is one hell of a hooker, and it's just, you know, it's just unfortunate that you know Cook's in front of him because as long as Cook's playing well, I don't think he gets a start. Let me throw another one at you, Latrell Mitchell. When he returns next year, what position is he going to play? For the Rabbits? Yeah. Oh, it's, I'll answer it as in where I think he should play, and I think he should play left center. Um, Allen's just been unbelievable. And to be honest, I think Corey Allen's a better fullback. I think he's been playing better than than Latrell did uh, at, in the one jersey throughout 2020. So 
I'd have Allen at the back and then inject uh, Latrell Mitchell into into center there on the left, and then you've got Corey Walker, uh, Cody Walker. Oh, sorry. Um, and then you give him a weapon like Latrell Mitchell on his outside. You know, that back line can be anything. Mate, I, I don't know if it's the rule changes. I don't know what it is, but. For me, the strike centre is back in rugby league. There was a few years there where you could get by without strike centres. I think you need one now, and Latrell is the best centre in the game. If you've got a guy like Corey Allen that can move the ball around, I mean, I think the game has moved towards a fullback like Corey Allen as well. I mean, a few years ago, a guy like Latrell that wasn't running, you know, 100-plus metres, you could probably get away with. But now, you just need to be alive on every play, don't you? Yeah. You want you want your fullback to be safe, obviously, in defence. Um, and... You also want your fullback to inject himself into every play, both sides of the field. You want an extra pair of hands outside your halfback of your five eight, and mate, that's what Corey Allen's been doing, and and he's also providing good backup for players that are making breaks. He's really ticking all the boxes there as a fullback for the Rabbits, and I just think that Latrell Mitchell. I mean, yes, everyone says he's lazy, and and that may be a factor as well, but I just think. Center. And like you said, you know, it, the game's changing a little bit. And that may be because teams are having to, to defend back-to-back sets or three sets or four sets because of the new rule that's come into place. And they're just getting tired. And with the, the middle of the field getting tired, you know, the defense starts creeping into the middle of the field to, to give those big boys um, help. And then halves are just spinning it out, quick ball to these centers, and they're just getting a lot of space. So, you know, like, fuck, that's 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 perfect for a, a player like Latrell Mitchell. Natty, obviously, mate, the two teams have got the chicken dinner here. Penrith Panthers, Melbourne Storm going head-to-head in the grand final this week. You're free to join us for a uh, grand final preview tomorrow? Fuck yeah, man. Let's get into it. Thanks for coming on, brother. We'll talk to you tomorrow. No worries. Talk to you.